Get Into Geeks Trailer Trash. Get Into Geek, this is Trailer Trash Episode 7, and what a week, what Emma. Week. Hello, welcome. Emma. I mean, we usually come in here with like our top three of the week. This week, I'm like, let's just do everything. And even then, we're still limiting it to like just the big ones. But it's been a very big seven, probably eight days by the time we're recording this of trailers. Uh, so we're going to cover off all the big ones. We got Bond, we got Wonder Woman, we got Mulan. But I thought we'd start it off with the first one released over the last big week Black Widow. So, finally, uh, it's been a long time, what's 2010, Scarlett Johansson's first appearance as Black Widow, we finally get her uh, appearance, um, spoiler alert, after her death in the franchise. Um, So, what did uh, did you think of the trailer? Um, Good good and bad things, good and bad things, I think. Um, I think it's going to cop a lot of flack because we've, from the trailer... You get the sense that we've already seen this movie before, hmm. Red Sparrow or something. Sparrow oh or something yeah, like that. was that was that uh, J Law's one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's that the thing. Was, when yeah, we sorry. got Red Sparrow and everyone said that they were yeah. like, "Oh, this is the Black Widow origin story that yeah. we never got." And that was when Marvel was still going, "Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're yeah, gonna do it." It's yeah. like, do you have to now? Like, <laughs> it's done. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was the like more grounded, more uh, violent approach. I still haven't seen that film. So I can't oh, comment too much. Neither have I. Right. But yeah. I just know what it's about. <laughs> we were waiting for the Black Widow version. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> yeah, and all what I found was interesting too was you know that it opens up and it's all you know it's very sort of grainy and sort of you know shaky cam sort of thing. She's staring at herself in the mirror and she's talking about who she used to be in her past and escaping it and and then she got this job which changed her life and it showed clips of all of her previous appearances in MCU films. And only, I guess, if you know when this is set, then you pick up on what they did and, more importantly, didn't show because this is set post-Civil War and pre-Infinity War. Because, obviously, it's like Civil War, she was on Team Iron Man. She sort of Mm -hmm. somewhat betrays them halfway through that film to let Cap go off and do his thing. And that was her done for that film. And then all of a sudden, two years later in Infinity War, she's been on the run with Captain America. And it's like, what the, what happened yeah. in the middle was, of this? Yeah. Where'd your allegiances change? So apparently, I don't know when exactly in those two years, but that's when this takes place. Okay. Um, but otherwise, they don't give you any time setting, which is interesting, I think, as a tr- first up trailer. Because if you're like the Ben Clayton's of the world where you don't know this movie's coming, and all of a sudden you get a, a, a solo film that gives no definitive like time setting for a dead character you're like what the fuck is this like what are we where where is this place i don't know um i think you can track the time periods through her hair well said yeah well you're right because every movie i feel like she's had a different haircut different hairstyle different hair color this is like she's gone back to like the really ready orange hair days and that was like that was when she was first introduced in, in in like iron man and stuff she had the very red hair yeah and then like yeah, as it as the 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 movies kind of kept going, it got shorter and lighter and different, and and I think you just gotta like just line it up in like all of the, <laughs> all, all of the posters and be like, mm, yeah, there. I think it fits there. Can you do that as a get in the gate graphic, like the MCU? <laughs> According to Black Widow hairstyles, <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. That's the that's the tinfoil hat. Like yeah. pictures on a on a board, and we're tying <laughs> rope across. <laughs> According to her hairstyles, I like it. Um, I really like the music they used in this. I'm um, pretty much from the opening. I couldn't even tell you what it is. I don't. I couldn't even recite the tune now. But mm-hmm. I I like the feel that it gave because I've seen a lot of comments online saying it did feel a bit Captain America Winter Soldier. It's just the the the, the feel and the pacing of the trailer to that movie, which I love. It's still 
top three. It used to be my favorite. I don't know where it sits now, but yeah. uh, of of the MCU movies. Um, so I liked uh, I liked that, and obviously, yeah, we do go back to what made her. We get introduced to her. Is it actually her sister, or is it like when a guy calls another guy his brother? I'm I'm getting the feeling that maybe think... it is her actual sister, or is it like that she's grown up in this. I think Red it's Sparrow like, world and yeah, you're all sisters. Sis- part, it's part of like this weird cult that she was a part of and mm. that, that they were all sisters. Yeah. And so like she would be fighting against all of her sisters. And then they have that weird like family dynamic scene at the table. And I don't know if, is it Rachel Weisz? Yeah. Is it meant to be like the mother in that situation? Yeah. Or is she like another sister? I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe she was a a, a former generation of the of the trainees yeah. or something. But then, yeah, how, if it's all about these female assassins, then how does David Harbour come into it? And <laughs> and going into this film, I thought he was going to be a bad guy yeah. because I'd seen him in the I think it's Red Guardian that he's playing. Like I'm not coming at this from a great comic historical knowledge um, point of view. I'm just going by what I've learned. And I love David Harbour. So you know yeah. you stick him in he's got this big bushy beard and they're saying he's playing Russia's ripoff of Captain America. He's called Red Guardian. I'm like, I am fucking soul. <laughs> Give it to me. And yeah, then he's just the jokey guy and they're making fun of that he's fat but he still fits into his little costume a little bit pudgy and all that. So yeah, all of a sudden it's like, well the group dynamic seems to be the way that the mcu are going now like it's the yeah. you know we're getting some solo films but they're sort of diminishing it's more about the team-ups and the group movies so yeah. even black widow getting her own solo film it's like well here's your your own little team um but i mean i, I love all the actors like david harbour rachel vice is amazing florence Pugh. I don't think I knew her 12 months ago, um, yeah. but I saw her in this film at the start of the year called Fighting With My Family. It was a base, very based on a, a true story of a uh, of a wrestler. The Rock was in it, and I watched her. In that, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I watched that, and I'm like, I think I might watch anything with you in it. I just, I loved her in that movie. And she's in Little Women, which comes out in a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden she's going to be in this MCU movie. And I think like in six months time, she's going to be a massive star. So uh, hearing all their accents though, it kind of makes me really miss the fact that Scarlett Johansson never had a Russian accent in her portrayal as Black Widow. Because Mm -hmm. I feel up really up until that little bit in Age of Ultron, but really this movie Audiences, if you're only watching it from the movies, you don't know that she's a former Russian assassin. She's kind of got a Russian-esque name, but yeah. other than that, it's like, no, no, she's just been in America long enough that she's just trained the accent away. And I'm like, oh, that would have been a real point of difference. I don't know. Or maybe she's just putting on the American accent the whole time. Yeah, and that's the, in this movie, I'd love for her to just break. To crack back yeah. into her Russian <laughs> accent. Because the, when they casted the role, did you know that Emily Blunt was also in the running to be... Really? Well, she, she was the pick. She was John Favreau's pick, wow, but okay. she was already contracted, and this is funny, 10 years on, to uh, that Jack Black remake of Gulliver's Travels. She oh, was in, God. Right, so she had to do that and turn away the MCU. Oh, how pissed would I you know, be? And as much as I love ScarJo, I love Emily Blunt. Yeah. Love, love, love Emily Blunt. I'm just like, in an here we have an American accent, ScarJo, in an alternate reality somewhere, there's a Russian accent, Emily Blunt, yeah. Black Widow. And that... Wild. Is amazing. <laughs> like, that's amazing, folks. <laughs> we don't get it, we get this. I like it. And, uh, you know, the white suit, which I know means a lot for comic readers, um, the bad guy, Taskmaster, who that might be. But, you, I mean, it's true to being a teaser trailer. You don't get any sense of the story, but mm. um, all the action looked really cool. Everyone's been talking it up. They're very proud of the movie. So, yeah. it's the first MCU movie of 2020. So, um, yeah, we get to get to see that in a couple of months. <laughs> All right, if I may, I know we've just been speaking about Black Widow, which obviously I was a big fan of, but can I indulge a little bit and talk about Bond? Go for it. <laughs> Let's do it. 
Uh, where does Bond sit for you? Because I feel like I was just, I, I legitimately, every time a trailer would come out this week, I would text you the link and I was yeah. waiting for you to write back and go, yeah, this isn't really my cup of tea. But you'd be like, oh my no, God, so excited. Dude. Oh, I love this. And I'm like, is she just sort of doing this for no, me? No, okay, let me, let me explain, all right? So my mother is a, she's a novelist. She writes like murder mysteries and stuff. Really? Yeah. So growing up, she loves James Bond. Yeah. And so me as a kid, she would put James Bond on and I would sit there with her and watch James Bond. Amazing. That's what she's watching. Yeah. So I'm going to watch that too. <laughs> um, so I grew up with like Pierce Brosnan's James Bond. Yeah, he was my Bond. He was yeah, my introduction. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Not the best, but you know, it's yeah. okay. It's okay to grow up on that, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I've, it's been ingrained in me. So I've just, every new Bond film that's come out, I've I've been all for it. Oh, that's good. Because that, uh, that, without the like novelist mother, that was for me to like, I just got, I got introduced to it because it was always around and always on. Mm. I got invited to a movie premiere, I think with dad for, well, he got invited and he's like, do you want to come watch this movie or whatever? And Tomorrow Never Dies, Pierce Brosnan's yep. second run. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Two years later, when The World Is Not Enough came out, by that stage, I'd seen them all so many times and I was obsessed <laughs> with it. You know, the woman, that's how I, I, I became best mates with the woman at the video shop yeah. because I would just go up there every week and they had 19 films. I would just grab one and rent another one out. I would go up there and rearrange them in chronological order like an idiot over in the James Bond <laughs> section. Like, Jesus, guys, get it right. <laughs> Did you Roger Walker and after Sean Connery, you idiots? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've been looking forward to this one because of, I mean, so many reasons. It's Daniel Craig's last and and the cast that we knew, the, the story that was hinted at, but mainly because for me, Spectre had so much going for it. It was coming off the back of Skyfall, which yep. for me was excellent. You bring on Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. It's, oh my God, this is, all this sounds so amazing. And I was so let down by Spectre. Yeah. That seems to be the consensus that people weren't happy with it. Yeah. And it's so, like, Daniel Craig's run really is like, he's at 50% at the moment, mm. you know, and because and, Skyfall, great. Quantum of Solace, I've come to appreciate more since Spectre because to me it was like, hey, here's a car chase, here's a boat chase, here's a yeah. foot chase, here's a, here's a plane chase. And it was all these different action scenes. It was all great on paper for a Bond film, you know, the Bond girls, the bad guys, the wonderful exotic locations, but it was just, it just felt so flat. And then. Yeah. Skyfall so personal, but had everything going for it as well. Spectre, again, great on paper, but I just I was so let down by the reveal or rather the the history between Blofeld and Bond not being this, you know, megalomaniac sort of, you know, evil number one of this of this global villain um group that instead he was like an angry older um, adoptive brother of James Bond. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, really? He's jealous of the fact that the, his family adopted Bond and Oh my yeah. fuck! You've ruined what? Have you almost ruined fifty years of Bond history? That shit me to tears. <laughs> but I don't want them to just to retcon this. That that they had to move on and try and make it better. And that's that actually was what surprised me at this because I don't think until this stage we'd even. I'd never seen a confirmation that Christoph Waltz was coming back as Blofeld. I think yeah. people had asked him in interviews. He's like, "Well, I'm you know I'm contracted." And I'm like, cool. Well, I don't, I kind of hate what they did to you, but I yeah. want you to come back because you got to push on. You've done something not as great for the fans, but I want you to build off that. And yeah. he seems like he's going to be at least a good background player in this, which is, uh, which well, yeah, is pretty it's cool. Yeah, um, just from the trailer, it's almost like Silence of the Lambs. Yes. You get those vibes where he's like in a big glass case yeah, and yeah, going yeah. for him for advice, but you know you can't trust him. Like, yeah. Oh. Now, the other, the other talk about this uh, heading into it was they'd cast Lashana Lynch, uh, who I've only ever seen as um, in Captain Marvel at the start of the year yep. um, as an Air Force um, co-pilot, and that she'd been 
cast in this. Everyone's and then she was going to be playing an agent. Everyone's like, oh my god, she's going to be the new 007, and she's she's going to get the mantle passed to her. And everyone's been saying, you know, who do we want as the next 007? And obviously Idris Elba has been the hot ticket for a yeah. couple of years. But then it's like, where do they go? Should we have a female 007? And for me, like that's like okay, 007 is a number. I know it's a, it's mm. a distinction. James Bond, like okay, that's where I get funny is when people go, we should have a female James Bond. I'm like, well, James Bond is a so, male character. Yeah. <laughs> 007 can be to any number of yeah. agents. So it's when they go, Lashana Lynch is going to be the new James Bond. I'm like, she may be 007, but also it's like, why? I, I feel like you could have a spin-off series. You could do something. Like, I yeah. get a bit funny about it. I get a bit precious as an old school fan, but I feel like I could only comment so much because then it just sounds like an angry white man saying, don't take this role off, an, off a white man and give it to a woman. Rawr! Check your privilege, boy. So, so you as like growing up as a, as a Bond fan, <laughs> while I sit over here in my privileged seat, <laughs> as a Bond fan, like what did, like they hint in this that she is a double O. Yes. I didn't take that as a confirmation that she was the new double O seven. But if what's teased at the start of this trailer that he's been out of action, he's been living in Jamaica yep. or whatever, doing his own thing, and he comes back into action, has she taken the double O seven mantle? And if so, how does she give it back to him by the end of the film? Because for me, I, I don't I, I the great thing about Bond. I know I'm talking a lot. The, the great thing about Bond for me is that it's always set in whatever year it comes out. You yep. know, like up until Daniel Craig's rebooted series or, you know, retcon series, Pierce Brosnan is the same James Bond as Sean Connery. Yep. I know a lot of people out there go, no, they're all different people. No, they're not. They're all the same. They all married the same woman. They're all dealt with her death as it went on, blah, blah, blah. They all felt the same, fought the same blow felt. Yeah. They're all the same Bond. I want to see Daniel Craig. Just give it to another actor, but that actor played the same character that was in Casino Royale. So while I want James Bond to stay as designation 007, I cannot see without her being a double agent, how I, I in 2019, I do not see the James Bond franchise saying, oh, yes, that black woman can't handle the job, so she's going to give it back to a white man. <laughs> Like, it's not going to happen. So I don't want it to be 007 at the start because then they're going to have to do something like that by the end of the film to keep James Bond 007. That's a, but you know, even then it's like she wasn't good enough for the job. Like oh. I just, I don't know. I'm getting really worried. I'm sure they've got it. They've 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 taken care of this franchise for 50 years, but um, I'm worried about how they're going to do it without people coming out and going. I mean, you could, you could speculate anything. Maybe she sacrifices herself to save them or something. Yeah. You know, she does. There could be any number of ways that they weasel their way out of that yeah. one. And I mean, hopefully she's just 009, you know, yeah, like the Roger Moore films, we dealt with so many other yeah, 00s, you know. That's the hope, that she's just another 00. She doesn't have to be 007. No. You know? there's, I mean, I, I feel like there's up to 0020 or something in, in the canon. We've only met like six or seven of them or interact or heard about a bunch of them throughout the um, throughout the franchise history. So she could be any any number yeah, of other double O's. So just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just started getting worried and I'm like, I, I can't answer this as a man. I feel like I need to ask you and I'm glad that you're such a big fan that I, that I can ask. Yeah. The other side of this, I guess too, Rami Malek playing um, the oh, bad guy. That guy was just born to play a bad guy. Yeah. His face, you're just like, ooh, ooh. You got you. You got some crazy eyes, man. And I feel like he could do it anyway. But he yeah. gets this, the classic Bond trope of like, no, you need a physical, yeah, some sort of deformation. deformation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He looks like he's been made of, I don't know, like a, a plaster or something. Yeah. And it's all slowly cracking. But then he's wearing a mask to cover it up. So has he got mm. that thing going about him? But yeah, he 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 ha and and he's such a tiny little man. He's like small yeah. and so subtle, but he just yeah emanates this. Uh, evilness so yeah. uh, so easily, I feel. So I think he's going to be a perfect 
bad guy. Maybe not a physical um, foil for Bond, but I think otherwise, I think he's going to be a great, a great villain. Yeah, I and agree. Great for the Bond franchise to get him off the back of a, an Oscar win as well. It's like, mm. yeah, that Oscar winner, he's just going to be a bad guy in our film. No big deal. <laughs> Anna de Armas, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. She, I didn't even know she was in this film until I rewatched the trailer for like the third time. And she's, she barely gets a look in, but she's the Bond girl with the like two Uzis at one point in the trailer. Yeah. I'm like immediately fascinated by her. I've just seen Knives Out and she's the lead in that. And oh, yeah. she's like amazing. <laughs> uh, I know she was in Blade Runner and a few other things the last couple of years, other films that I haven't seen, but um, you know, more casting just to get excited about the action looks so good that the aston martin trick with the the machine guns popping out of the headlights the end just a bond just a bond move just like when he looks so cool he's getting shot at you just hear that shot of him just like yeah we all cool here i'm just gonna flick the red switch and and that bike jump in the middle like towards the end of the trailer where he like up the stairs and like it looked this very wide shot on like a drone or something yeah and I'm like, oh my god! It's all cut to the music. And I'm just like, I'm getting so giddy. I'm so ready for this movie. <laughs> like it does, yeah. I felt like the pacing was a little bit funny in the middle there, where he like got back to, you know, headquarters and he was going through, going, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna flinch. Uh, I won't lose control. And it was sort of like, yeah, I feel like it was hinting towards storylines that we didn't know about in the trailer. And yeah. I'm like, just felt like the pacing was a little bit off there. But otherwise, I think it was a very effective trailer that for people like us that have seen Spectre and go, oh, that was a bit flat. I need something more. Mm-hmm. Give us this trailer. It's been a long wait, four years since Spectre came out, and I'm like, yeah, fuck Spectre. I'm ready for yep. this now. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. And that comes in in April too. Like so, we're gonna have Black Widow and No Time to Die within weeks of each other. It's gonna be a good time of movies. Which is awesome. Yeah. Now, are you a Mulan fan? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> okay, so growing up, we didn't have a lot of money, all right? We had maybe three movies on VHS, and they just cycled. Yeah. We just had the three. One was Cinderella, one was Aladdin, and one was Mulan. And literally, from the, from when I was born till probably like 11 years old, yep. those were my three staples. <laughs> <laughs> So I knew Mulan off the like the back of my hand. Yeah. And so how are you sitting with the? Is, what was the third? Was it was Cinderella? Did you say? Yeah, yeah. So how are you feeling so far? Out of those three films, two of them have had live action remakes. I have not seen either of them. Really? No. Okay. Is it like I don't want to taint what the animated ones were for me? Uh, I wasn't interested in the live action Cinderella. Mm. Out of the three, it wasn't my favorite. I l- loved the Aladdin cartoon. But I really struggled when that first trailer of the live-action Aladdin came out mm. and fucking Will Smith is there and he's a big blue genie. I'm just like, you have just shit all over the memory <laughs> of Robin Williams. It's <laughs> a giant turd. Um, so I haven't seen that one. I haven't uh, brought myself to see that one yet. But this one could be a bit different. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, I've seen Mulan, but I reckon I've watched it maybe once. Yep. Twice at the very most, I remember very, very little of it. It took me years to remember that Eddie Murphy was the voice of the dragon, yes. right? So, like, for me, when he, like, he came out, he was the voice of Donkey, and I'm like, why hasn't he been voicing everything? Like, and it's like, no, no, he did in that Disney film, like, three years ago, right? It was amazing. This, to me, just looks immediately, yeah, different yes. for a live-action remake than any of the other ones. Like, as we know, we covered on a trailer trash earlier in the year. I was so horribly excited about John Favreau directing a live-action uh, Lion King. For me, that's still my favourite, yeah. you know. And 
it really was just like a shot for shot and its best moments were when it did inject something new and that was like about eight minutes of the thing if that and so I, I left that quite disappointed you know even the even the music didn't make me cry like i thought i would i thought it would be a blubbering mess in that aladdin for me i actually thought it was a nice tribute to both the animated movie and the stage play. It okay. like went between the two. Like some say, like I'm looking at it going, this looks like it's on a soundstage, but part of me was like, that's almost like what they're going for maybe. I don't know. So I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, but I, I, if you're a bit unsure of it, I would never say you should absolutely watch it regardless. <laughs> Cinderella, I actually really loved. I oh, thought, really? Yeah. I thought that was really good. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Kate Blanchett. Great. Um, you know, villain. Um, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh directed yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, Lily James as Cinderella. Uh, so I, I didn't ever watch Downton Abbey, so I wasn't familiar with her. Yep. Um, but yeah, she was like, ridiculously charming in that movie so yeah I actually quite oh, like maybe I'll give that one a yeah uh, <laughs> of the two I'd say oh. that's the best of those two but yeah. um yeah this one for me I'm like I could watch this having never seen I feel the animated film because it just looks like this great story on its own that yeah. you don't need to go in having all this love um for the animated story but um it it, it feels like it is taking a slightly different approach so me not Definitely. being so familiar with the storyline does it look like it's going to be something completely different they're working off just like a nice core idea i don't think it will be completely different there are definitely elements of it that are very similar the whole she's basically being married off mm. and that's all about the honor of the family and everything and then her dad gets conscripted into the war and she takes his place um knowing that he will not come back from mm. it so it, like the very base of it is very much the same um and it's it like from the trailer it feels like it still has that heart the one thing I didn't like about it, so forget the fact that Mushu's no longer in it, okay? <laughs> that really crushed me, but I, I can get past that. The thing I'm not a fan of is in the cartoon, the bad guy has this, like, hawk companion and mm. his little psychic. Doesn't play much of a role in the film. I think it appears, like, maybe once in a scene on its own. But in this live action, they've taken that little, that little hawk mm. sidekick and they've turned it into this witch lady. Yeah, right. And I'm like, you didn't need to do it. And so it looks like she can transform right into yeah, it or something. Into, but yeah, but otherwise it, yeah. it looks like she plays quite a role as the witch side of her. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised when I had heard that, yeah, she was a new character because I'm like, she looks like she's playing like a pivotal threat to like Mulan, yeah. but also as like a sidekick of, of the bad guy and all that. Like that, it seems like a key thing to, mm. to, to introduce that. Yeah. Um, that's why I feel for me, I'm like, that'll be fine for me. But for someone who, yeah, is so well versed in the animated uh, movie, that um, it could be detracting a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And like, up until that moment where you kind of see her do her little transformation thing and you're like, oh, okay, what is this? Um, I was really into it. And then from just from that little bit, I got vibes of like the forbidden third mummy film. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that, do we? Yeah. And Jet Li's actually in this too, is as the Emperor. Yeah. So <laughs> Which I didn't know until I'd I'd read it. I had to go back and watch it. I'm like, where? And he's sort of yeah. like hidden there behind, you know, facial hair and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I I I just yeah, I felt like it was a really powerful trailer. And I really loved the music as yeah. it kicks in that second half. And I'm like, this feels like it's trying to be a retake of, of some piece of music from the movie. I need to ask someone, and I did. And it was by uh, High Pitch Maddie, and he said, yeah, that's, uh, that's from a track from the animated movie. And I'm like, yeah. I can tell. And again, without not having that old-school love of the cartoon, I still felt that in this trailer. Yeah. I'm like, this feels like a really powerful piece of the, music. And The music in that film. Like, I know with every, every one of those animated Disney films, the music is always, like, yeah. so impactful. But I feel especially in that film, because it is dealing with, like, a young girl against all odds going to war and yeah. it's like as a young girl growing up that's like like yeah 
fucking <laughs> women rights yeah. and like fucking girl power and all that shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was like that. I think it carries that with it. Yeah, and I actually never saw the first trailer for Mulan. I don't. I don't know what happened and why that sort of passed me over it just kept saying oh it's like a week or two gone and i'm like i'll oh, watch that and then we can we can talk about it on the yeah. show and it just it never happened so i like this as a first trailer i like this as a second one which is what it is and i just think disney is going to make so much money off this like they released earlier in the week that they've already surpassed 10 billion dollars in oh 2019 which like i think exceeded the record which was 7.8 or something previously but they've had you know endgame they've obviously had frozen yeah. they've had the lion king like movies that are just making a billion dollars two billion dollars on their own mm-hmm. and then with all their other little things they've got a couple of fox movies which officially belong to them and all that and then i think a lot of films that make a lot of money or even don't make a lot of money they still look to a couple of weeks after the u.s or worldwide release and they go anyway it's about to hit the china market and we'll see what money it makes yeah. and some movies live or die with how much money they make in china yeah and then I look at this, I'm like, it's a Disney movie, it's a Disney live action movie, it's a Disney blockbuster live action retelling, one of their animated cartoons, and now it's got an Asian lead, it's all about mm-hmm. an Asian cast, and it's an Asian story. I'm like, if it's going to make all the money anyway, and then you're going to release it into <laughs> China and the other Asian markets, this could be the biggest film of 2020. It could be. I mean, it looks good, so it's just got to be good, and then everyone's going to love it, and then you've got the market, which is probably crying for it. And I'm like, this is this is going to be a this going to be a dangerous box office. Yeah. I don't know when it's releasing, but I think everyone else should just stay clear because otherwise, you're making dick or money. <laughs> So it's well covered on this show, Emma, that you are a video game fan yeah, and that I should be more of a video game player. One day I will get you into it. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm there. I'm there, but I'm not, you know, I'm at the party, but I'm not drinking yeah. sort of thing because yeah. I just can't find a cup or I something. I will make you an alcoholic <laughs> one day. You will get me smashed, I'm right? get the video game version of a beer and yeah. just force it down your throat. <laughs> okay, right. Last night I was at a shopping centre and it's Christmas time. So there's crap everywhere. There yep. was a contraption and it was called Bongzilla. And so, <laughs> I did see did that. Did you see Bongzilla? I oh, know we <laughs> ran into each other at the shops. <laughs> I should show you, I've got a fo- I took a photo of it to send to people that I'll be spending New Year's with going, hey, hey, $99 for Bongzilla. And in the photo is my seven-year-old son like really keenly looking at it. And afterwards he's like, daddy, what's that? And I'm like, it's not for you, not Nothing. yet. No. Maybe maybe during the day we can put water in it and spin it around. It can be like a, being at a water park. But, uh, I ask you about the gaming because uh, not a big trailer, but it became one that I was really hyped for because because of the teaser to the trailer, which wasn't even footage from the film. It was literally the cast in a room on stools talking about what they were excited about about the film. And it ended up becoming a teaser for the trailer the next day. A movie called Free Guy. Yes. Or Free Guy. I don't know how to properly pronounce it. Or Free Guy? Free Guy. Free Guy. Okay. With Ryan Reynolds. Have you have you seen this trailer? I have, yes. Like, okay. <laughs> I, a week ago, was not aware this film existed. Uh-huh. That Ryan Reynolds was doing a movie with that cast. I had no idea about the con- the idea. What 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 is this? What genre? Anything. It might now be at one of my like most anticipated movies for 2020. Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you on that. I had no, like I saw the trailer and I was like, what What is this? I, fo- I saw it on his Instagram of yes, all things. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And I watched it I was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the, the teaser to the trailer that I'm, that I'm no. talking about? That's on his Insta too. For anyone who hasn't seen it, go back to... 
uh, I'm going to say a week ago. It doesn't mean anything. You're listening to a podcast, but it before the trailer release, and he's sitting around with the guy from Stranger Things, a Steve from Stranger Things. Um, I'm not too sure of the young actress's name, and one of the other actors. I I think it's an actor. Could be the director. I'm not even <laughs> sure. Any of these people are, and they're just oh, what brought you to the screen? You know, what what really inspired you to make this film? And everyone's giving a really wanky answer, like yeah. oh, the script. You know, oh, it's it's just the opportunity to work with these cast. You know, <laughs> and then Ryan Reynolds is looking like. What the f- are you talking about? But you know he wouldn't put up a a, a a clip of him taking the piss out of his castmates, and then he turns it into an infomercial about merchandise from the movie, <laughs> and he looks to the screen, and up comes like supers, and like for just nine ninety nine a month, you can get this, and he's selling merch for this movie, and they keep saying Ryan. This is a movie anyone's ever heard of. No one's going to buy it. He goes, da, 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 da. so you can buy this shirt right now. And off the back of that, I want to buy every piece of guy merchandise. And I wanted to see the trailer then, yesterday. And it came out the next day. And what a wonderful, like, post Scott Pilgrim versus the world type movie this yeah. is, where he is an extra in a video game. Uh-huh. Right? So I like, I, the other week, I just remember. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe I was drunk and I walked into a wall, which did happen the other week. But I just, I just, I thought about doing like some random script or having, you know, a little skit rather, not even a script of people, just you and I talking to each other at like, you know, having coffee or something. And then we just look over and there's a person just like walking, but up against a wall. So they're not going anywhere. And we're like, oh, glitch. You know, and then it's like, it's just what else happens in a video game. But it would be like a 10 second little skit. Wouldn't even be funny, as you know, because the way that I just described it. And then this movie takes over and he is an extra in a video game that just has to put up with all this madness. And I'm like, I love this concept. I love the way it's being presented to us. This looks like so much fun. It does. You know what it reminds me of? It's like the adult version of the Lego movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) And all to Mariah Carey's, I don't even know the name of it. So is it Fantasy? Sweet, Sweet Fantasy or whatever the hell? (laughs) And I saw her retweet the trailer by Ryan Reynolds and she was just like crying emojis. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, one, your song is is the title track essentially to this uh, trailer, but it also fit with what they were doing because it's all about a fantasy and he wearing those glasses and him just removing it. (laughs) Sweet. Sweet, 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 sweet. And I'm like, there's, I don't even know what the storyline's going to be. Obviously, he has to rise up and become, like you said, the Lego movie. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that before. It's perfect. He has to be Emmett. He has to rise up and become this yeah. hero in this world of people that know what's going on. And I don't know. It's definitely not going to be for everybody because you're going to have the noobs out there, the non-gamers oh. that are just going to be like, what? That looks so dumb. And you're like, no, it's so genius and you can't understand. But... Like, I feel like there's not much to talk about as far as talking about this trailer other than what a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Yeah. It's, like, it's going to be a good, good... I mean, it is a good cast. Like, Taika Waititi at the moment, everything he touches turns to gold. And he's essentially a bad guy in this film, I think. (laughs) Um, And I'm just like, I'm in. I'm in. Whatever he does, I'm there. And I saw him tweet out the poster for it. Uh, or Instagram the poster for it and it said oh my god I finally get to work with Ryan Reynolds yeah. on a movie <laughs> it's like oh poor old little Green Lantern yeah. like no one who worked in that film talks about it in any no. shape of a positive regard like it is brilliant I actually I watched something uh, it was like another like panel type thing where yeah. they were interviewing the cast and stuff and there was um, those two guys and the other two main actors mm. um, and they were like Ryan Reynolds was like, "Oh, it's so good to finally act with you," and 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 the other two were like, "You guys have acted together before." And then I was like, "Hold on, have they?" Yeah. And I actually had to go and Google it. And I was like, 
holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally blanked that from my mind. And I think at the time, I didn't even recognize that. that was t- and he was doing like an American accent too. Yeah. Like it was very un-Taika Waititi. Very unlike him. And now the world accepts Taika Waititi for being Taika Waititi. Like now if you kind of like Taika Waititi, you're a version of Taika Waititi. Yep. And people just like saying Taika Waititi. <laughs> so I love, I like, I listen to a lot of American movie podcasts and I I love when you've, it's, it's, it's such a sweet sound when you get some regular American punter realize that Taika Waititi was in Greenland as Ryan Reynolds' best friend. And it's just like, yeah, man, that was one of our guys. I claim him as one of ours. He's, oh, he ve- he's very um, Kiwi. He's- uh, it's not even like Russell Crowe where it's like, we can kind of pass for Australian. Like, he's a Kiwi mm-hmm. and we shouldn't claim him because he's golden. But, yeah, I, that was, I mean, in a movie that was a surprise, Free Guy, what the concept was, even the fact that Ryan Reynolds was the lead actor. I think I had seen Free Guy on his, you know, IMDb or something a long time ago. And I just like, oh, that's... That's not a big sounding movie. He's probably playing a cameo type yeah. role. He's the main actor in this. And seemingly in a story or a movie that he doesn't need to make anymore. Like he's Deadpool. He's he can do what kind of in a way he could probably do whatever he wants. This seems like a movie that just because he wants It's in to. his wheelhouse, but it's like, yeah, this seems like something that he would have been passionate about making or yeah. something and that's why he's doing it. So I lo- yeah, I love that. I love that that Tyke is in it and yeah, I, I I would never have said this a week ago, but that trailer in two and a half minutes, full of Mariah Carey, I'm like, this is right up there with me for 2020. Hell yeah. And I think it's like a June, July release date. So yeah, get set for that. I, I don't know. I didn't even want them to release another trailer now because I feel like they're just going to give us, not spoil anything, but they're just going to give I us more of the fun yeah, giveaways. I don't know who, whether he does it himself, but every like a lot of Ryan Reynolds films mm. have such good publicity. Like yeah. you think about all of the publicity for Deadpool and like, the teasers and that had nothing to do with the movie at all. It was yeah. like just random scenes that they'd filmed um, and the billboards and all of that stuff. And it's like, this has that same vibe. Yeah. It's- yeah. <laughs> I, I should look into that actually. Cause it wouldn't surprise me if yeah, that the, whoever the marketing team was behind Deadpool, like they couldn't even replicate it in De- Deadpool two. The Deadpool no, one no. was so good. Yeah. I wonder whether they, whether he, it, it's their go-to now. Cause this, like, why would you tease a, a trailer by making an infomercial about merchandise that doesn't exist, like it's in it's in like a, a cast, like not even a table read, but it's just like, like you don't at any given moment watching that. And again, I'm talking about not even the trailer. You don't know what you're watching. If you walked in at the 10 second mark, the 20 second mark, the 40 second mark, you're watching something completely different. Yeah. It's just somehow it works, and it 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 was a great tease to a trailer. And I hate trailer teasers. Like, get rid of this whole, like, here's 10 seconds of the trailer going, it's out tomorrow. Just yeah. give it to us, you know. Release the poster. That'll That's a teaser enough. So, yeah, this worked on, on every level. So, immediately on there. And then I want to say the... Maybe not the biggest one of the week, but certainly the biggest of the later half of the week because it was just like bang, 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 bang of all these trailers. Um, yeah, I just I refreshed the hell out of my page on uh, on Monday morning Australian time, uh, waiting for that Wonder Woman teaser trailer to come through. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I did. And I want to say I sat back and thought about it last night and I'm like, I think this is my most watched trailer of the week. I've watched it so many times. I have watched it just with the music but with the pictures from the trailer. Then I've just went nut, Googled Blue Monday by Alexander Baum, I think his uh, name is, and just listened to that remix of Blue Monday. Yeah. And I cannot stop listening to that You've music. You've gone all out for this I one. I have gone all out. I think it is one of the, like, it's easy to make a trailer look 
good or well cut when it is cut to music, yeah. especially a recognisable 80s track. But I still want to go off half-cocked and say, this is one of my favourite, most well-cut trailers I've seen in a long time because it just, each beat, just the rising and then just, again, we, I get nothing of a story, which is no. a teaser, we're not supposed yeah. to, but for me, it was just all about the music and Fuck, it looks cool. It's so fucking cool. I am definitely digging the, the 80s vibes. Yeah. It's like the 80s have had this total like resurgence into pop culture. And yeah. Everybody's all for it. Yeah. And like the 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 shoulder pads and the suits. And <laughs> How do you make like, an armoured shoulder pad costume look know. cool? I don't know, but they did it. And for me too, I hated the... I, I still kind of do, but far less than what I did before the trailer. hated the title... WW84 or Wonder Woman 84. I'm like, well, that's mm. just like a working title. It's like, hey, it's the Wonder Woman sequel set in, set in the 80s. We're not going to call it Wonder Woman 2 because 2 is a... Bo- num- I hate numerical titles. Yep. They bore me. So WW84, it's like, cool. You can't name it WW2 because that's an actual thing. But Wonder Woman 84 or WW84, that's cool until we find out what the semicolon subtitle is. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Now, I I don't think I care. I think it's gonna it's going to touch on what the world actually kind of was like in, in the 80s. That's what maybe Pedro Pascal, who, again, he's just, he seems to be in everything now, Mandalorian yeah. and Wonder Woman is this, like, so ridiculously handsome and charismatic <laughs> bad guy. And so the, the type of character and type of businessman he is represented, even just the teaser trailer, are they going to touch on some issues on what the 80s was like? And therefore, does WW84 become a very apt title or subtitle for the movie i think i'm more okay with it again when ww84 pops up it's blue pretty, monday uh, it's new pretty- order pops in and i'm like don't care don't care this is awesome <laughs> just give me the music <laughs> like tell, I, I thought about it i'm like this is my most watched trailer of the week i'm gonna tell that to emma and i wanted to go you're an idiot how many times have you watched this how many times have you watched it? i don't know it's been a, it's it's been a few 10 or 15 um look and i know i got in trouble for saying this when i introduced uh the wonder woman screening back in june 1st 2017 i said gal gadot was a very attractive woman and i stand by that fact that gal gadot is a beautiful woman i can't deny that and i'm not going to it's she's beautiful that's not the reason i'm watching this trailer this trailer just worked for me in so many aspects. I love the cheesiness of Maxwell Lord making that commercial like, the future is great, but it can be better. Like yeah. even the way that he speaks and just like that, you have to want what you get. And just that cheesy smile. And I'm like, that's we believed everything we saw on TV back yeah. in the 80s. Like I say that being a baby of 1986, I don't remember shit. But like that, just the world was a different place. It was a lot more innocent. So I look forward to them working off that with a very sort of modern look at at, at comic book bad guys. And we don't get much of Kristen Wiig's cheetah character in this. Like, we know she's yeah. in it, but yeah, yeah. we don't get any hint other than at one stage, she all of a sudden gets sexy. <laughs> like, she loses the glasses and, like, gets it's, an eyeshadow. It really is, that, like, that trope of just, like, pulling the hair out, taking <laughs> off the glasses, and now I'm now I'm sexy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, how's that unfair? Like, what are you telling people with glasses they're unsexy? Like, come on. Some people, you put glasses on them, and that's what makes them sexier. They get put someone in glasses, and then you she's all that them, and it's like, ah. Oh, yeah, you look hot because all of a sudden you think you are. So uh, whatever the connections are between her and Maxwell Lord, he seems to be about giving the people as a businessman what they want. And then all of a sudden Kristen Wiig's very nerdy character gets what she wants. She's yeah. ne- she's been in love a hundred times and her relationship has never worked out. All of a sudden she looks very confident and very sexy. And then even Gal Gadot, she lost the great love of hers in Steve Trevor back in, what, 1960, whenever the first movie was set. And then in this, 1984, he's back alive, he's back. Oh. which for me was a big 
not risk, but when you give absolutely no hint about how he's back, yeah, I think that's a. It's like, oh, we couldn't kill him off, so here he is. And look, he's making a joke about trash cans because he's a fish out of water. <laughs> Don't ask questions. So. I'm I'm sort of surprised that they actually went down that route of showing him. But for me, again, the way that the music dipped when you introduce him, kicks back in when they first hug, and then you see him with her for the rest of the journey throughout the story of the trailer. Um, I just think this is a a brilliant teaser trailer. Yeah. Does does everything a teaser trailer needs to do? Because that first movie was so popular. And regardless of what people have thought about the DCEU films in the past, they are sort of you know, reinventing themselves with the likes of Joker. And then we get this. It's still tied to that old stuff, but people liked Wonder Woman. And every movie she was in, if they loved or hated the movie, they liked her. She was great. So they kind of had to give her own sequel, kind of had to stick with what was great about the first one. And yet something about me just says, well, it's Patty Jenkins. Like, you know, she's made non-blockbusters in the past. She probably doesn't want to make blockbusters forever, so why she come back to do this one other than just earning some uh, that uh, Warner Brothers money? Mm. She would want to make something worthy, you know, of, make, of making another blockbuster, taking out another two and a half, three years of her life to make another film yep. that could very easily just be a carbon copy. So am I crazy? Am I looking too forward to this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's up to you. <laughs> no. I do agree with, like, all of that. Um yeah, just as, like you said, as long as it's not that carbon copy, just another superhero film, because we are getting to that point where we have been like so oversaturated with superhero films, and it's like, some either something needs to change or it needs to be different in some way. Mm. And I think, I mean, the 80s, 80s setting is really cool, like I said, and um, yeah, hope uh, my my biggest hope is that they do kind of have a legitimate reason for bringing him back. Yeah. That's all I want. Just mm. a, like a solid reason. And because he's going to have to surely be gone by the end of the film again. But, yeah. well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this movie goes in its own direction and is a sequel to Wonder Woman 1, but doesn't necessarily feed into Batman v Superman and later Justice League. It's like, well, yep. this is an alternate timeline. Like the Wonder Woman from Wonder Woman One is the same as in BBS and Justice League, but it's also gonna. It was the genesis point for another alternate timeline that WW eighty four follows, because you know, for some of the good that I liked in those movies, <laughs> there's a lot of sketchy stuff too, and they weren't overall that well received, and we're so, sort of forgetting about them. And WB is moving on, like when you make a movie like BVS and then Justice League and Suicide Squad, and then it's like, what else are you doing? Are oh, we going to do Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? And it's like, how is that even in the same? Yeah, it it's not it's even not. the same genre. Like it, it's nowhere near the same sort of film, even though you have the same character in two of the films at least. So. Yeah, I want to say that it's going to reinvent the the colourful, poppy blockbuster type stuff that the DCU was trying to be, but do it with an eye to being a little bit better, (laughs) at the very (laughs) least. That Joker has shown them they don't have to go big, they don't have to go large, they don't have to go showy to make a very good film that makes a billion fucking dollars. You can can have both. Why not have both? Um, So... Yeah, again, lots of hope for and 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 hype off the back of one teaser trailer, but god damn it, cut so it up to a, cut it up with a different piece of music because that just got me way too excited. <laughs> I mean, for the first half of the week, I think that I was singing it in my head and I was actually singing the Eurythmics 
um, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. And I'm like, no, that's a different, it's a different song. Different, different synth song. <laughs> it's fine. It's different. It's Blue Monday. Sweet. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that was, a, that was a big week in trailers. I'm a selfish movie lover, Emma. I go on to websites every single day looking for fresh trailers, fresh casting news, fresh yep. content. announcement, fresh content of all types. And you can't get it every day. No. Otherwise, they'd run out of things to talk about. You'd have to wait three years for some new piece by the time all those other movies would have been made. But this week was sort of the fantasy. It was just it like was. every day and you had something completely Massive. different. Every single movie. Like, we start with Black Widow, we get to Mulan, Free Guy, Wonder Woman, like Bond. It's just, there's, there was so much. And then we had a lot of horror trailers as well this week that we just didn't have time to talk about yeah. today. So it's been a, it's been a pretty good week. Um, it has. And saying that, it's going to be our last episode for the year because, hey, it's Christmas. We've got stuff to do. So uh, I'd say that we're going to get a lot less news and stuff as all the studios go into like holiday mode too. So yeah, by the time we come back, we'll have some more exciting stuff to talk about. And we might be able to do not just a trailer review, but a movie review. Because you saw a movie oh, that you boy. liked weeks ago. Weeks ago. And I'm still yet to see it because it doesn't come out until the end of the freaking year you here know, in Australia. You know how you've watched Wonder Woman the Wonder Woman trailer around <laughs> yeah. 15 times. I probably watched the Jojo Rabbit trailer just just as many, if not more. Yeah. <laughs> I've stopped myself because I'm like, I'm at that point that I really want to see it so badly that I'm hyping it up as going to be the greatest film of all time because I keep hearing wonderful things. Then yep. I watch it and go, no, I really like it. And it just keeps like stepping on top of itself. And uh, I've, got, I've got to back off. I've got well, to go I don't want to hype zone. you up too much in case on this one rare occasion our tastes differ. Because everything else we seem to enjoy the same. Mm. Um, but I, I really liked it. It's my favorite <laughs> film. <laughs> I don't know what I just, you just need to watch it. <laughs> you do it. You, I remember seeing in the office the next day and you came in and it was, I'm like, how was it? You're like, oh my God, it was so good. Like a just puddle. No, you just, just like no crumble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no words and no balance, just, it seems. It's just sounds. That's, like, that's the only way I can express myself. <laughs> So we can't review Jojo Rabbit today, but if that's not enough of a te- uh, of a tease as to how good it is, go see it on Boxing Day when it finally hits finally. here in Australia. It's been over the ditch at wonderful, beautiful New Zealand to do everything better than us at the moment anyway. Yeah. Uh, since like late October, so we'll eventually get it. But uh, go see that. Go check out those trailers. Go watch the free guy trailer tease on Ryan Reynolds' Instagram page and uh, yeah, start marking those dates down on your calendars and we got some big movies to look forward to next year. Hell yeah. Well, we'll catch you uh, after Christmas. In the meantime, you know, check out all of our old podcast movie reviews. I know we've got a, uh, a Terminator Dark Fate uh, review also out. Uh, it's pretty fresh as well as uh, Maddie and I's uh, Marvel TV podcast, but uh, plenty more to come as we go bigger and better in 2020 and we'll see you again for some more uh, trailer trash in the new year. Yeah, we will. Get into Geek.